today on The Breakdown. It's one of the most suggested hands of 2019 already, people. This one, this one may break your brain a little bit. I'm not going to lie. This is an outrageous hand from Live at the Bike. There's huge money that goes in. There are insane decisions, but it's not just like spewy craziness. It's pretty darn great. We're excited to talk about and break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, this is a fun one. Woo! I love this hand. And, you know, we, we talk up all of the hands that we do, and all of the hands that we do have interesting elements yeah. to them. And sometimes some of the hands that we go into thinking they're going to be more boring turn out to be our most interesting analysis because we find little cracks in the firmament that are really fun to talk about. Little nooks and crannies. Little nooks and crannies. This one, we don't need to find the cracks. We can take a long view on this guy. Because oh, my God. I, I mean, we talk up all the hands, but this hand might be the real hand, man. This is the real deal. I think I said to you, but like five minutes ago, this is one of my like this is one of the coolest, one of my most favorite hands that we've ever done. You know, this is like so interesting and awesome and oh, the thing that I love about this show is I have no idea how good I'm going to think our analysis mm. is once we've done the analysis. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do with this hand. And we end up with analysis that I love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, this hand is incredible. Our analysis is going to be great, too. And it's like, well, the analysis was actually pretty straightforward on the incredible right. hand. So I don't know where we're going to fall on this one. Nope. We're going to find out. I will say there's certain things in here that um, I, I I would have done. S- cer- both players, I would have done some of the same things that they do and not all of the same things. And uh, a lot of the things make sense. Some of them so far don't. But but they're done with thought. Not everything, but most of the decisions, most of the, especially the big decisions, I think are all done with thought and um, good thought. So I'm really, I mean, we're just hyping this up like crazy. Well, we're going to. I mean, one of the decisions, one of the, the most interesting decision in the hand, which is going to occur near the end of the hand. Yeah. Um, Jonathan's, Jonathan's going to love it because he, he has a major thing. I agree with him, but he's a bit bigger on this where, where Jonathan is upset when people don't have a plan. Mm. And one of the players clearly has a plan. Yeah. And, that, and it's cool. Yeah. To see it work out. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this is live with the bike. And a lot of the times we get live with the bike hands that we find interesting, but are kind of spewy. It's like, oh, the crazy right. guy. Ramsey. The good player. Ramsey. The good player has to figure out the crazy guy. Ramsey right? seven bet with four high again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this guy folded trips. That, no, there, is, do that, there is a but. little bit of loose preflop play in here by one of the players. Yeah. But it's not it's not something that we would do. It's not something that we would condone. But it also creates this hand, which is pretty fun. And the post-flop play seems like pretty much what we would have done as that player if we got there. I will say, um, you're saying like a player having a hand, a plan for the hand. I think both these players, at least post-flop, have pretty clear and strong plans that I like. Yeah. So although I'm not sure I understand everything about every decision yet, I'm excited to get into it. Why don't we start like enough, enough, like not giving enough being super vague. Let's go. Right. Who suggested it? It was suggested by eight people. Oh, so I'm not sure if that's the most suggested hand of 2019, but it's in the running. This might just be the most suggested hand of 2019. I'm honestly surprised. It's only eight. I feel like yeah. this is like a 24 one. This is like a 24 to 30 guy. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. How come this hasn't gone more viral already in the world? Like, this should be the hand. Is this this should be the most po- talked about poker hand so far of 2019, right? What's I, more interesting than this? Oh, the um, the fold in the PCA 25K where she folds the ace queen full okay. house. That one. Okay, was, fair enough. That's that's that one a was huge the one. most suggested hand of 2019. Yeah. Okay, that one that one deserved 
it's standing. This Which, should be right. This should by be, the way, that one is going to come out in the future. We have done a podcast oh, yeah. on that, and that will be coming out in the future. Right. Just yeah. not yet. Not because, yet. Because, you know, well, for because reasons. We Who have cares? we have our reasons, and you don't get to fucking know. And them. no one cares. Let's. All right. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the the suggestors. All right. Holden Cantrell, Hall of Famer. Derek Brown, guy. <laughs> I, I'm curious about your take on this next guy, Max Sawyer. Hall of. he's he's in the team photo i suppose he's a he's a very good guy who helps people (laughs) max sawyer a lot of people think you've deserved to be in the hall of fame how do you feel about that that's my answer (laughs) max sawyer i'm gonna say it hall of fame okay hall of famer all right yeah the the feud continues (laughs) between jonathan and max sawyer who will never meet nicholas jaconetta Sam Falk, who is uh, kind of like a second-year pro at this point, like getting getting pretty good. He's really starting. People are like, how about this Sam Falk No, kid? No sophomore slump, you know? Yeah, it's like I know he's taken like six in the draft and all, and I, you know, you just forget about those guys usually, and then suddenly like two years, it's like Buddy Heald. It's like, right. holy moly, this guy's good. And then we have three, three-time three All-Star. Yeah. One-time first-team All-Poker guys. Yeah. Uh, 2016 Rookie of the Year, Ben Page. Oh my God. I mean, Ben Page. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Piscatelli, who, um, you know, he's. Welcome he's just, to the team. Yeah, he's, he's trying. Welcome to the league. And Jose Skin, who has suggested things before. Mm-hmm. The rotation player right now, but, you know, working on it. But he's in, he's, you know, yeah. he's getting reps. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that minutes. took about a minute and a half. Okay. All right. So this is a big game. It's a $100, $200, $400. And the $400 is not a straddle. It's a forced blind. It's a three blind game. Yeah. And the big, big blind play pays a $400 big blind ante. So you're putting in $800 every time you're the big, big blind. Right. That's cool. Right. But of course, that does not count towards your call. Of if course. you are to call a raise, it is only the 400 big blind ante is widely understood by now. So I'll stop. All right. So this action opens with Bill, who is made of garbage. He is a garbage human. He has $80,000 in front of him. He's under the gun. He's got a seven of spades. He opens. That's pretty loose. Um, at least he's suited. It's a suited ace. Yeah. And, the, and there's a lot of... He, even he's deep for this game. $80,000 is not as much as our other uh, you know, main folks have in this, but that still is 200 blinds. It's okay to open 200 blinds with a suited ace, I yeah. think. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it unless the game was a particular way, but I think it's fine to do. Yeah, and he does to yeah. 1,600. Um, we got Dennis, who is not a garbage human. He's no. got 200,000 in front of him. Now we're talking, that's 500 blinds. He's in the hijack, and he's going to do some of that loose live with the bike stuff that we're like, well, this is just kind of bad. Yeah. He's going to three bet the under the gun opener to 4,400 with three deuce of spades. Yeah, it's just terrible. I There's mean, no getting around. It's just this. a this losing is, play. This is just, yeah, this is just, a, I don't like money play. That's it. I mean, this is just like, I feel like doing this, so I'm doing it. Like, okay. If I was going to be as generous as possible, I'd say he's got a live tell on the first dude. Even so, there's a million people to act behind him. You can do, you don't even have a blocker. You have, you, I mean, why wouldn't, why, like there's, if you have a live tell on this guy, you can find better spots than this. Yes, you can. You I mean, can wait a, till you're cash, in late position. It's a cash game. It's not like a tournament and the yes. blinds are going to go up and you're going to lose your edge. You're going to have, you have years to take advantage of this live yeah. tell. You don't need to do it with three high right now when there's a million people to act behind you. This is a bad play. That's that. Yep. All right. So he makes it 4,400 from the hijack. Yeah. And then it's on to Oscar. Who's in the small blind with uh, ace queen offsuit. Yeah. So this is a weird spot for Oscar, right? He's yep. got the ace of hearts and the queen of clubs. So what do you do? as Oscar, 
in this spot. And by the way, mm-hmm. Oscar has 570K in front of him, which is absurd. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 1,500 blinds. Yeah. No bigs. Um, lots of bigs, I suppose I should say. Um, okay. Here's what you do if you're Oscar, I believe. You think to yourself, how much are these guys, how active are these players that have already put money in the pot? Right, right. I want to be clear that if I just sat down in this cash command and didn't know anybody, I would fold. Easy fold. Yeah. Easy fold. You're up against the under the gun range and someone decided to three bet the under the gun range. Yeah. Oh my God. However, it seems like it's possible we might know something about these guys seeing the hands that they actually have here. Thus, their ranges are probably pretty wide. Yeah. Both in terms of the under the gun player and Oscar sorry, not Oscar, um, Dennis deciding to three bet with three high means Dennis is probably three betting a fair amount with a lot of weird hands. And we must know that about him. If we know that because especially because we're in the small blind, I don't think we can do anything but four bet most of the time. Like we can't really call. Can we? We can. We're very deep against the three. Oh, that's true. We are really deep. We can call, but four betting puts us in a weird spot. It depends on what type of aggressive player Dennis is. Is Dennis going to keep his foot on the gas? Mm. Like, cause if he has three deuce, it doesn't matter if he has three deuce some of the time, if he's going to five bet, cause we're holding to a five bet. We hundred percent. Unless we have a super plan. We're like, let's get 200 K in preflop. We can't have that plan. Yeah. We cannot put 500 blinds in with ACE queen right. against. I don't, there's almost no one in the world. You can do that. There are, there are players problem. that I have played against that you can absolutely do it against. Okay. But most of them are probably not going to be playing. Yeah. Stakes. Right. Yeah. Right. Like maybe Victor Blom. You hold on against maybe, me. but even him, I would be really worried that I'm like, when I put in, the, when I put in 500 blinds, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at best 47%, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm at best against two fours here. And it's like, he's never got ace Jack, right? He just doesn't. Yeah. Not for 500 blinds. So yeah, I would be concerned about that. I th- so yeah, I think we are, unless it's a click back, we are folding to a five bet. It's a bluff. But we've got blockers. We're bluffing with what is often the best hand, but we don't. But this is probably the most profitable way to play it. Right. That's and the if, idea. And if we get just called, there's good things that can happen with this hand. And we're often ahead. Or no, sorry. We're not often ahead, but we're often in fine shape, I should say. Like, we're rarely against Ace-King, although we could be. Easily. Because Ace-King is often going to flat. Um, but besides Ace-King, we're, like, in good shape, right? Like. Yeah. I think with, the cold four bet is probably the best option, but nothing feels good here. Correct. Folding feels shitty with ace queen here. Calling feels shitty and, and, and four betting feels pretty shitty. I mean, calling, it's so hard to realize your equity and not get blown off the hand later when you call. Now you're often going to see the pot three ways out of position against tough, tight ranges. That's assuming the under the gun player doesn't four bet and knock you out of the pot right. anyway. We, we forgot about the under the gun player. What if he, what if he five bets? Well, no, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't forget. I yeah. mean, we're... But like by doing this, though, we also knock out more of the under the guns range, right? Yeah, under the guns like, probably going to fold tens now. I think he has to fold yeah. tens. He might have to fold jacks. Yeah. Because like, what if he calls with jacks? What does he do? I mean, queens he probably has to call with, but it sucks because what if he gets? What if Dennis decides to put in another bet now? Right. Like you can just be like throwing fifteen thousand dollars away, just you know, pre flop, and then throw your hand away with that money and never never see a flop even, you know? Yep. Well, Oscar decides the lesser of three evils is to four bet yeah. with the ace queen, and he does. And I think that's the right decision. I think it is too. I wouldn't, ha- I mean, like you said, it's totally reasonable to just fold. I think calling is the worst decision. I think folding is the best decision yeah. in, in an unknown of course. situation. Of course. But if you know the players and you know something about them, and maybe Oscar does, let's assume he does. I, I guess. mean, we know one thing about these players. We know what their hands are here, yeah. and already it, it kind of makes sense. Right. So. I assume he knows. All right, so enough. Oscar makes it 14,300 over the 4,400. I like the sizing. I think it's pretty good sizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bill folds under the gun with his ace seven. Good job, Bill. And you would think Dennis is like, ah, hand caught in the cookie jar. I guess it's time to give this one up. I got to fold some of my range here. 
Um, you might think that, but then that would not be a breakdown hand because we would have nothing to talk about Dennis, except the nitrogen ad. Dennis is going to call. Yeah. I would have expected a, another aggressive action or a fold mostly from the three deuce. Well, I think in his mind, here's the reasons to call. There's not too many. <laughs> um, the reason to call is you are insanely deep and you have position on this guy. Those are the two reasons. You're getting better than two to one. You th- if you think you cannot play this guy post flop, you may think like, it doesn't matter if he has aces right now. I can maybe get him. To, I can move. I can get aces to fold. We're crazy deep. It's okay. I have a hand that he will never put me on. I can see a flop. I wouldn't do this. Right. And I would, n- I would never be in the spot for 12 different reasons. I would never call yeah. here if I somehow was in this spot, but that's the, those, those have got to be the reasons and it's not completely insane. It's not insane, but I think if the majority of your plan is I can get aces to fold, it's usually a mm. bad plan. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Anyway, so Dennis does call whatever yeah. the, whatever the plan may be. Okay. So Dennis so far not playing this hand. Well, no, the pot's going to be 31,000 and your plan should be to sign up for nitrogen sports poker room using the link in the description. You dummies. Well, there's a special reason also great. It's not the normal reasons. We have new better reasons. Well, the best reason to use the link is of course the normal reason you get access to exclusive poker guys stuff. But sure. But you guys, about pro- you guys like sports. You like March madness. I mean, I don't even watch college sports, but March madness is awesome. I love March madness. I watch that and I bet on it and it's fun. Right. It is, is a March madness junkie. He becomes a college basketball like little savant only in for like that two and a half weeks in March. As many of us do. It's true. And Nitrogen Sports is going to offer you something that's going to make you savant your pants off. (laughs) Oh, make this an ad. So there there are there are multiple promotions coming from Nitrogen regarding March Madness, but some of them are we're keeping tight lipped for now. Yeah. Next next week or two weeks or something. Two two weeks. You can know about some really cool stuff, but this one is pretty cool, too. So it is. You know, what's really fun is winning a lot of money by making a bet and feeling really good about being right. And the way you can do that is a four game parlay. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun way to bet. That's a a crazy and fun way to bet. And usually you might say that's crazy. Why would I do that? Well, there's an answer. You're basically getting some money back no matter what you do. That's nitrogen's promise to you in in the form of free bet. Yes. So the way it works, and this is pretty outrageous. You make a 14 parlay, which is awesome. By the way, you can just pick like overwhelming favorites. It's not that hard in the first few rounds of the of the NCAA. And you're you're often going to pull it off. Also, the minimum is very small. It's just two millibits, which is like eight bucks. So that's nice. Um, But the way it works is once the tournament is over, depending on what seeded team wins the tournament is the amount of money that nitrogen is going to give out to anyone who made these parlay bets. Right. It will be divided among those who make the parlay bets. Right. Um, So if a seed that is eight or lower wins the tournament, meaning eight, eight, eight to 16, eight to 16 wins the tournament. That's 10 Bitcoin. The nitrogen is going to give out in free bets to you guys. If you made the 14 parlay, so it's like bets. a little under $40,000 worth of free bets are just going to hand out to anyone who did this. You also have to fill out an entry form, but it's super easy to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can find that all on nitrogen yep. under the NCAA basketball section. Yeah. And in the promos, you'll, it's easy to find. Right. Um, yeah. And they, and if a team that is, um, higher seated, lower seated, however you would say it, but like between one and seven wins, they're still going to give out free bets and it's the amount is based on the seeding of the team. So if it's a one seed, the most likely thing because of the best, you give it one Bitcoin's worth of free bets to all these people, right. everyone who's involved, which is, which is the, 
the least that they're going to give out. Right, right. And it, it's two, three, four, I think a five, and then it jumps all the way to 10 for the if one of the big underdogs comes in. Right. So it's, and, just, it's just free bets handed out to you. Right. And the, the amount you have to bet to get entered into this thing is only two millibits. Yeah, nothing. Which is like less than $8 right now. Yeah. Which, which is pretty sweet. So you can basically have a fun sweat for eight bucks for two millibits, have this 14 parlay, which is a super fun way to bet, which you might not do all the time, but now that you're getting money back, no matter what, you might as well do it. And you can get up to 10, 10 Bitcoin back for the whole community. It would be great. I mean, I'll say this too, um, as someone who has bet for years on March Madness, like well over a decade, every March Madness, I, I have money in there. There is nothing like watching Mar- March Madness with bets on the games because there's so many games. There's so much craziness. It's as fun as it gets. So, I mean, no matter what, find ways to bet on March Madness. You'll have more fun. All right. Back to the hand. Nitrogen. Use, Use the link in the, the link description. in the description. All right. Sign up. So we've got the three do suited for Dennis, who's called the four bet. Yeah. We've got Oscar with ace queen offsuit, ace of hearts, queen of clubs in the small blind out of position. The pot is $31,200. Here we go, people. The flop is not good for anybody. It is eight of clubs, nine of clubs, king of spades. Yeah. I mean, there's a backdoor flush draw for Dennis and uh, two backdoors for Oscar, but none of these backdoors are very appealing. Correct. So let's talk about something weird. Oscar and his bets. It's kind of it's going to be a new poker show called Oscar and his bets because his bets are so weird. He bets four hundred dollars. What's which the minimum? Is the minimum bet into thirty one thousand two hundred dollars with his ace queen high on this board. I'll tell you what: if you're going to get any hand in the world to fold, three high is a candidate for four hundred dollars. Not for this, not this three high because it actually has a backdoor flush right. It really can't fold for four hundred. Three deuce of diamonds is the candidate. Yeah, yeah, three deuce of diamonds. We found one. <laughs> One hand that might actually fall for $400. There's probably a few others, but pro- actually, but, but in practice, there's probably zero, right? Like if I'm the guy who called with three high called like a $14,000 raise, I guess effectively a $10,000 raise preflop with three high. Cause I'm in position. Cause I think maybe I can outplay you later. I'm certainly not folding on any board for a min bet with two streets to go, right? Nope. There's no hand I'm folding. I assume Oscar knows he's got zero fold equity with this $400. Yeah. So there's some larger plan here. Maybe he's trying to set up a flop three bet. Okay. There's a few different possibilities. Is it possible? Let's just, let's just go through them one by one a little bit. Cause okay. this is the beginning of lots of crazy, wacky, interesting decisions. Is Oscar trying to get to cheap showdown? Possibly as, as one, as one part of the plan. It's like yeah. a several pronged possible forking path, but that's possible. So like one thing is, okay, maybe he'll just, I can just bet tiny all the way through, get to cheap showdown. It seems like a terrible plan. Seems very unlikely I we're going to be able to pull this off, especially against a guy like this. I hate, I hate that. Plan. I don't think that's really what's going on, but I'm asking the question. I Number think, two. I think his immediate plan is setting up the flop three bet. Um, trying to induce so that way he can then be reinduced sort of. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that the idea is that he's like, I have Kings. You can have Kings, but not that often. Right. I have Kings more often than you do for sure. Cause you're sometimes going to five bet Kings. Yeah. Um, however, one could argue that the other guy, uh, Dennis has the other two sets, right? Cause it's yeah. King eight, nine, right? Yeah. Um, they both probably have the other two sets about the same amount. That may be true, but not if Oscar bets 400 and Dennis raises like mm. then, then Dennis has like so much, so many bluffs. It's such like right. a please bluff me amount. Oh yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, it's that it's a little too transparent though. I think like when you bet $400 once, 
like it feels like of course you're expecting to get raced you know so i i think i don't even know if i mean look based on the situation we know dennis probably shouldn't raise because is oscar gonna be four hundred dollars in fold right now it I seems crazy i think his most likely thing is is he's gonna three bet if dennis raises so he's like cool this ought to work right yeah. like he's gonna be like oh my god you have kings yeah that, that sounds like possible. I'm not 100% sure, but that sounds possible. It's a better plan than trying to get to cheap showdown. Yeah, at a position against yeah. Dennis, which clearly is not going to work. Like, he has three high. He clearly didn't call to get to a cheap showdown. Right. With three high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Dennis is going to just call. Yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty reasonable. Oscar might be sad about that. He might have wanted to get that springboard to, to be able to bluff big. I wouldn't love it if he just called, but at the same point, you're like, it's fine. It's basically like check, check, right? Dennis has all of the hands still, maybe not three deuce of diamonds, but he has like, so he has 80%, 90% of the hands that he had preflop. Maybe he has, more. he has a hundred percent of the hands. You think he, you think he has a hundred percent? I think he has three deuce of diamonds. I think he literally has a hundred percent of hands. I think he's folding zero hands for $400 at this point. All right. The only thing we might say is he might raise some of his strongest hands and some of his big draws, but he might not because they're so deep and because it's a weird $400 bet. He might just call with all of them. That's true, which is makes the $400 bet kind of powerful. It's powerful in terms of getting us to the turn cheap. Yeah. Um, although sometimes, like we said, we might get we might get raised and then but if we're going to re-raise anyway, it's I mean, the $400 yeah. bet should be treated like a check by Dennis mostly, right? Um, mostly, yeah. All right. So anyway, he calls the pot's now 32,000 inflated at 800 over that 31,200. Okay. Turn is the king of clubs. Okay. So this brings a second king. The board is now eight of clubs, nine of clubs, king of spades, king of clubs, second king and clubs came in. So Oscar is the second that flush draw now. Yes. Cause he has the queen of clubs. Dennis has is drawing dead to a deuce or a three. Now he has no back doors left that can help him. I will say it does feel like both players can have almost anything here. It does. Like both players could have quad kings. Even it's not uh, Dennis is least likely, but he could have quad kings. They both can have ace king for trip kings. They both can have flushes. They can have all the things. They can have full houses. All right. So, uh, what do you want to do as Oscar now? If you right. somehow can get an Oscar's brain, okay. I think we should bet as Oscar for sure. We picked up the second nut flush draw. That's good. We didn't get raised, which means. I don't know what it means. It could mean that um, Dennis has a little something. It could mean he has a lot of something. It could mean he has absolutely nothing. So I'm not going to give any credence to the fact we didn't get raised really yet. Okay. I think we should bet because we have the second nut flush draw and check calling is kind of a terrible move in this spot. Yeah. I mean, we could hope for check check. We could. Um, we could. We look super weak if we check after betting 400 on the flop, and maybe we induce a lot of bets that way, which we don't really want to do. And then we're going to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why not bet ourselves? There's $32,000 in the pot, right? Yeah. We don't have to bet huge. If we bet $10,000... I think this hand th- is over. If, it feels like a real bet, right? Like, well, should we bet... Over, ten- if, if Oscar bets $10,000, this hand is over. I think uh, we should... I think betting $10,000 is very reasonable right now as Oscar. And Oscar's going to bet. Yeah. And he's going to size it up real big. Good. $2,200. I mean, that is sizing up. For Oscar, it's a bit big because he bet 400 on the flop, but 2,200 into 32,000, which is, um, spoiler alert, the biggest bet Oscar's going to make in the hand. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Except for the pre-flop bet of 14,000. All right. 
what is he doing now? He, I don't think he, do you think he has any fold equity here with 2,200, maybe a little bit? I think he has now a tiny bit of fold equity. Yes. And he, he's trying to accomplish that cheap showdown thing. Now that he has the club draw to go with his ace high. It can't only be that. No, it's gotta be more than that. And knowing what happens later in the hand, I feel like I'd make some educated guesses. If I didn't know what happened later in the hand, I would be saying things like he's trying to induce against all of Dennis's range, basically pretty much. Like almost all of it, like I guess when he bets 2,200, if Dennis has ace king, he really might race, right? He might. And but may, so maybe Oscar is deciding I'm still setting up a three bet. I still want a three bet because okay. if Dennis had ace king or king queen or whatever, and he raised and Oscar three bets, that's a bad spot with three clubs on board. It's true. It's true. Um, it actually looks like Oscar has a full house when he, yeah. when he does that. Um, when he decides to three bet there. Yeah. Um, of course, Dennis can also have the full houses and he can have the nut flush. Yep. He sometimes is going to raise his nut flush draw on the flop, but he's not always going to do that. I don't think um, he's a we- clearly a weird, strange, tricky whole thing going on here. So um, I don't know if it's easy to range him. Look, he has three high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we could sometimes be doing this. There's, so there's three possible reasons to do this. One is we're betting with fold equity and just trying to get to the river cheap again yeah, and seeing if that, because it worked last time and maybe we can actually sort of find cheap showdown or cheap. We make the, the flush or we hit an ace or something cool like that. And, and it's good, you know, things like that. Um, number one, number two, we're doing it to induce a raise so we can three bet like you're saying. Yeah. Number three, we're doing it. Oh, I just came up with a new one. Number three, we're doing it for value against a worse ace that may feel obligated to call because it's so insanely would cheap have to call. Probably. Yeah. Right. Ace Jack. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's cool. Number four, we're doing it to get raised, not to three bet, because this guy is going to raise us with his bluffs so much, we think, that we actually don't want to blow him off his bluffs. When yep. we ha- that, that's the only other reason I can think. Those are the four reasons I can come up with to do this. I thought that was three. No, no, no. The four, the, I added um, the thing about call, getting called by uh, Ace Jack. Ace oh, 10. okay. I four. Well, ding, ding, ding on number three, because Dennis is going to raise. Yeah. To 22,000, I, I feel, I feel Dennis, you know, I, I feel what he's doing here. I'm like, like, you're just sitting there like, fuck you, man. Like you cannot do that. I mean, look, you called with, you call the $14,000 bet with three high. You, ju- you call, you just called $400 on the flop. You didn't do these things. So you could hit a deuce on the turn or something, or because you were going to fold to a very tiny bet on the turn. Right. right and then he, got, he bets so tiny. If the guy bet like 10 grand or 14 grand on the turn, we'd probably just fold. like, all right, all right. The guy bet 2,200. I don't think if I was Dennis and I found myself in this spot, I could possibly not raise at this point. I would feel almost obligated to raise with, especially with the hand that I have. If I had ace eight, I would probably call. I mean, folding feels absurd, even though you have three high with no right. draw. You can't. It just feels like, fuck I, you. I can't, I can't let this guy right. do this to right. me yeah. like, or else I'm screwed forever. It's poker. really, it's really weird how like for both of us, this like attacks some very primal part of like ego or something. It's like not that. ego to me. It's gameplay. It's like if, if I, if I fold here, I, this can be done to me over and over you again. You have three high. Yeah, that's what true. What are you talking about? That's true. This is why I'm saying ego. Yeah. If you had two jacks and you fold here, fine. I agree with you. If you had a big draw, fine. If you got a straight draw even, you might say, I can't I can't let this be done to me. With my, yeah. You have three high. You have absolutely nothing. You're trying to do something to him from the beginning. 
right? This is an ego play. It must be. I mean, yeah, you, you can't let him win. It's basically the ego that's coming up in me, I think, is I can't let him win for $2,200. Right. Well, no. there's 32000 in the pot. I just can't let him right. do it. It's not about my ego. It's about not letting him get away with that. Right. But that's ego. Yeah. That is about your ego. That's the same thing. Yeah, I guess that's, it is. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I feel the same way. And I think Dennis is with us, man. We're all on the same tugboat together. Tugboat? Yeah, we're, we're, we pull We're pulling the barge. Yeah, we're pulling the barge, you know, tug captains. So uh, I get that completely. I don't think I'd be able to not raise. And maybe that says something about like, there's uh, uh, Cialdini in his, you know, very famous book Influence from like the 60s. Yeah. Uh, writes about uh, the click were response, which is there are certain things where we have an almost like an automatic reflexive response to things that are said, things that are done. We just almost, we can't even help ourselves. It almost feels like we have such an almost automatic response. And this isn't exactly the same, but to some degree, this is like a click were thing with us, right? Like something clicks, we were right back. Like we just turn on because like you do that action. I cannot stop myself, you know? Um, Jackie Burkhart talked about this with me in the 25K that she played where she was playing against uh, Faraj Jaka, I believe it was, where, oh no, Mustafa Kanit, even better, Mustafa Kanit. And on the river, Jackie has like, I think she has a draw that mentioned something like that. And Kanit bets something like one-tenth of the pot and she's in position and she has, and so she has to raise. And so she raises and he insta calls her with like three high. No, no, not three high. I'm sorry. Three high. Like, no, obviously not three high. That's what that is. He insta calls her with like second pair though, or fourth pair or something like something tiny with no kicker. Something that never beats any value. He insta calls her cause he knows what he's doing. Cause he's like, click word, baby. I gotcha. Yeah. You know? And I think this is, this is a play that can be used against certain personality types. We are among those personality types, like the, like slightly predatory, like I'm going to find the weakness and crush you. Yeah. You know, people, which a lot of great player, great poker players have that, but man, that can be used against us. And here's a, here's a potential place where if used correctly can be used against you, but you can also, as um, Oscar be using it against yourself. If right. You're not because careful. of course you have ace high. As you have Oscar. ace high and, and just the second. And Dennis, by the way, did raise and could have something. Of course he, he doesn't can. have to have three high. He can have any king. He can have clubs. He can have a full house. He can have, he can have two jacks and be like, you know what? I'm not letting you draw for free. I don't care. Yeah, that's possible. It's totally with, reasonable. With this weird sizing ranges are different. Yeah. Anyway, Oscar calls the 22 K raise. So he thinks ace queen is ahead enough to call here. Right. Let's be clear. He can't be calling to, to just try and hit a card. No, he's not trying to hit an ace of queen or a flush card. It's just not going to happen. He thinks enough. he's ahead a fair amount of the time. He has to believe that. He has to believe like I just have success. I've against the part of your range that is insanely weak, which there's a lot of stuff in there. He must think I've just successfully induced against pretty much all of it. In order, in order to, to be able to this, call, you have to believe as Oscar, you have to have some, some experience with Dennis. You have to know that he's three betting the under the gun razor, super light. Yep. With a lot of hands. Yeah. And that he's calling the four bet light as well. Yeah. You have to know that is the key to being able to call here because if you don't have that, this is horrific. Right. Horrible. Right. Like, because the ranges are expanded, like you're saying, and Dennis could have jacks. You could have tens. You could have hands like that. Of course he could. And those make sense pre-flop. Whereas four, seven offsuit and like deuce three suited and four, five suited. Those don't make sense pre-flop, but those happen to be the type of hands that Dennis absolutely does have. So I'm just going to give Oscar the benefit of the doubt, or as I like to call it, the Benny of the Denny and, uh, (laughs) and, uh, and say that he knows something about Dennis. I will say this. If we're in, if we are inducing and Dennis actually does have a hammer like jacks or tens, we actually have 
all our outs are good against them, at least. We that's true. have significant outs against them and significant but, equity against them. That's but, good. But Dennis also has hands like full houses and I flushes know. and I know. kings. Right. No, but that's very bad no matter what. But as long, but if we're inducing not even just against all the crap, but those these other hands also that just feel like um, like tens. If tens are raising here, it's not that we want tens to raise. But if they are, it's not the end of the world to call. Because, I, because we have a, we have significant outs. Okay, I I agree with that only under the pretense that Dennis also has the fluff like he has. Of because course. if tens and jacks are the worst hands that right. he's showing up with, that's not a good enough range to call against. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. All right. So Oscar either is crazy or knows something about Dennis. We could very reasonably think though, from Oscar's point of view, that maybe I just got him to raise his entire range on the turn. Right. But of course, going back to what I was saying, we have to know that he's three betting. Mm-hmm. A crazy amount of hands that are bad yeah. and calling the four bet with them. Yep. Or else it's terrible, right? Yep. All right. Well, so are we going to give Oscar the Benny of the Denny? I think we have to. Okay. And there's more reasons than that. One of the reasons why I said it is because I know what happens on the river and I got to give him the Benny of the Denny. Yeah. Let's do it. It's fun to say that, isn't it? It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. So the pot is 76,000 and it's absurd. It's an absurd pot. It's ace high against three high people. Yep. The river is the queen of hearts, so Oscar hits a queen. He has top kicker with the queen, with the old ace. Uh, the board has run out. Eight of clubs, nine of clubs, king of spades, king of clubs on the turn, queen of hearts on the river. There's been a post-flop raise and a call. Usually, ace-queen is not very good in this scenario, but the sizing has been so absurd that it's sometimes going to be good, and this is one of those cases. If I'm Oscar, I'm like, hey, just enough to get me in real trouble, this this card. So if I were Oscar, I would be checked checking and then figuring it out basically it would be my plan i mean if i check called the turn i may i, I mean i don't know he i would sort of, i would be checking and seeing how he sized he it didn't, but you didn't check called the turn though i'm sorry but i effectively check called the turn didn't he he bet 2200 and yeah. called the raise yeah. i mean um i would i think i would definitely check the river and Hope for a check back. Yeah. And hope that I win when he checks back. Right. Because it's still not clear to me that I win. Yeah, because you could check back like King 10. King Jack for yeah. sure. If he has two aces and was slow playing after after we call that raise. Oh, he's checking back. He doesn't really know where he is, right? He's got to check back. Yeah. All right. Well, Oscar's not going to check, but he's going he's gonna to bet with his ace queen, which seems like a weird play. Now, I want to just harken back to something you said not too yeah. long ago on this podcast, which was the 2200 was the most he would bet on any street. But here he is betting on the river, and the pot's significantly bigger. 76,000, so, 76, so yeah, how so, could it be smaller than 2,200? So, so caught you red-handed, buddy, hand in the cookie jar. Afraid not. He bets 1,100. Yeah, I knew that. Oscar with top, top, that is not trips, bets 1,100 here. What is the world coming to? This is not your normal play. This is not your dad's Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's your dad's spaceship, maybe. It's your freaking son's spaceship. It's brand new and fangled. It's fangled. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when it gets fangled. It's All right. good. Fangled is good. So Oscar bets 1100. Okay. This must trigger something in Dennis also, of course. Look, it would trigger something in me. I'll tell like, you what. What if it's Dennis? You could just be like, I fold. I, I have three high. No. no. I cannot fold. There's $77,000 in the but pot. But the question is. Yeah. Okay, first let's ask about... Well, let's not talk about Oscar's intent because that will become clear later. But as Dennis, is it reasonable to fold here? Okay, look. We have three high. Of yeah. course it's reasonable to fold. The guy, call the raise on the turn We're and bet the river. We're getting 76 to one. 
We literally beat nothing. Yep. We have literally the worst hand possible. Right. Who I'm, cares what odds we're getting? Calling is not the option. Yeah. Okay. But. So then well, don't tell me 76 yeah, to one if, if calling isn't an option. Um, but what if Oscar has like four or five? Look, I don't think we should fold when he bets 1100. I think that would be dumb. What does this guy have? For when he bets 1100, you're telling me he has ace king. I don't believe it. I mean, he tell have, me as a flush. I don't believe it. Have quads. Why is he betting so small? Why wouldn't he check and let us fire away if he's got a big hand? This whole hand is all messed up because of the previous bet sizes, so that might play into it. It's all very confusing. It would be. It looks like he's trying super hard to get to showdown cheap, right? Again, fuck that guy. Fuck you. I don't think that's going to happen. Not on my damn watch. All right, but that's that's what we call ego issues. Actual poker analysis instead of brain hurting. Okay, so. Is it reasonable to fold? Like, does it of course like, it's reasonable to yeah, fold. Yeah, because Oscar might just have this plan to like, okay, the best way to get value overall is to induce here. Yeah. Because I have quads or I have a full house or I've, I've like had a really big hand the whole time. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just going to scare this guy into thinking that his hand isn't good enough. Whatever he has, if he has, let's say he has something pretty good, yeah. but isn't good enough. Let's say it's two jacks. Yeah. He's like, oh God, I'm losing. I have to raise, yeah. but I might be able to get him to fold here and I can't just call 1100 because that's dumb as shit with two jacks because yeah. I always lose something right. like that. It's Although a, he might it, talk himself into calling with two jacks. It's such actually. a weird and almost evil spot for Dennis. I mean, he put himself in the spot by three betting and calling the four bet with three high, of course. Of course. And Oscar must be aware of Dennis's range at this point. I, I think. mean, this is, yeah. Uh, but so... As Dennis, if we're going to raise, yeah, how much do we want to raise to? <laughs> okay. Let's ask ourselves a, 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 a question within a question. I love those. So how much do we want to raise to? The question is, what are we trying to represent? What hands, what, what level of value are we trying to represent? I here? think we can rep pretty strong value. I think we could call the 400 on the flop with a lot of hands yeah. that are really good. And then take the turn as the opportunity to be like, okay, I got to start getting value because Dennis did raise the turn. Mm-hmm. So I think Dennis could easily have eights full, nines full, or a flush. Absolutely. So I think we're repping a flush plus. Let's say we had ace king just for a second. Wouldn't we just have to raise if he bets eleven? I think if we had ace king, we might have to raise. Yeah. I agree. Okay, but that might so, be the minimum hand. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Um, if we have king jack is where it starts to get a little questionable, yeah. right? But ace king just feels like, come on, man, you're not going to get to the, you're not, you don't get to see, you don't get to show down for 1100 after there's this much money in the pot. Like right. a normal bet is going in. I'm not going to let you deny me that I've got a too strong a hand. Okay. So trip Kings plus if we have trips Kings plus we're trying to get called by what? All right. So let's, I think as Dennis, what we should be doing is treating all of these bets that Oscar has made as checks. So when check, check on the flop, mm. we we're slow playing whatever big hand we had in, in, in our imagination yeah. on the turn. We bet because we're, st- we're starting to build a pot now and Oscar decided to call. Right, so that means like he's, half pot, he's right? got a little bit of something. Yeah. So if we had a flush, let's say, what would we be trying to get called by and how much would that call? Right. We should tell that story and bet that much. Right. Good. Um, I think we're trying to get called by aces. Uh-huh. That may be one of our primary targets, yeah. actually. That's a pretty good hand to target. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure aces would play the flop like that, but the rest, actually, I kind of buy. If, even if we don't decide they're checks, we decide he's actually betting, you know, 2,200 on the turn. Well, the, a really terrifying card came off on the turn. I could yeah. see him deciding to do a blocker bet there, right. you know, um, but then call the raise, especially if he has the ace of clubs. Um, so the question is, are aces going to call, let's say, a normal bet here? It, well, if we just bet the turn, if we, 
if we think of it as he check called the yeah. turn, then yeah, I think they probably are going to call a normal bet. Here. Right. So, but we, so we shouldn't go all in or something, which is like 170. No, no, no. A normal bet's going to be somewhere between like what 40 and 60% of the pot, yeah. something like that. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think about half pot is a totally reasonable, normal bet that aces are really not going to love may even find a fold, but it's reasonable for them to decide to call, especially if they went check, call, check, call. Right. Okay. So if we're wanting to tell a good story, that's how we do it. Yeah. Is that the way we garner the most fold equity? I don't know. We have to know more about Oscar to know that. Right. Um, that's correct. We, we have to know about Oscar. We have to know about what Oscar knows about us. Right. Well, Dennis decides that is the best way. Mm-hmm. And he does raise because he has three high and he's like, fuck you. Yeah. Get me. First, by the way, this is going to be legendary when I win with three high. Yeah. And like everyone's going to see it. It's going to be viral this forever. This is going to be legendary. Yes. Dennis raises to $40,000. I like it. 40,400. Oscar doesn't even think before he calls. He calls snap call so fast. It's 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 both exciting and a little disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> so you this know? is what I was teasing in the beginning when I said Oscar clearly had a plan for one of his decisions. Mm-hmm. And once the queen hit the river, he had a clear plan of not folding when when he bets and Dennis inevitably raises. He's I will say I'm calling Dennis is sizing as such that in some ways it's kind of good for Oscar because by betting this amount, he induces against the bluffs. Now maybe checking is also just the same. I mean, I think Dennis probably bets the same amount. If Oscar doesn't put 1100 in, he probably gets 1100 out of um, some hands that would have checked back. Yeah. That just feel like they have to call true. Like two tens are like call. Yeah. You know, this is dumb. I call, you know, but it's just 1100 anyway. And in this game, that's, that's three blinds. It's not a big deal, right? It's, it all counts, but it's not a huge deal either from Oscar's point of view. I think much more so it's about getting this kind of a play to happen, right? Cause he calls so fast, by the way, I think it's a mistake for Oscar to call this fast. Really? Yeah. Why? Cause you don't want to give away that you have this guy so clocked. Ah, I you see. Have to, you have to act like it's hard. So this is whenever I critique people for not having a plan, I'm actually become more and more aware that they may have a plan and may be doing the like, I don't want you to know I have a plan because then it's easy. Then you're going to like not make this play against me in the future. And I want to encourage you to keep making this play. If you think it's a hard spot, you may make this play in the future. If you think it's an easy spot, like Dennis is not going to make this play against Oscar very much in the future when he gets snapped like this. Yeah. Right. But if Oscar hems and haws for a solid minute and a half, like Dan Zach did with the King Queen against, uh, Garrett back yeah. in the day where it feels like you just kind of have to call. Don't you? Dan right. Zach, it sucks, but you have to call, right? It's possible. Dan Zach knew he was calling the whole time yeah. and just felt like he needs to keep Garrett doing this kind of behavior. And the best way to do that is to make it look hard. I don't know if that's really going on, but I like it. And I think that's what should be going on. So, so I've decided from now on, if someone doesn't snap, if someone takes a minute before they call in these spots, that doesn't mean they don't have a plan. If they take seven minutes, they probably don't have a plan, but okay. That's what I'm, my new my new thing. Anyway, it's too fast. I don't know if Oscar is a genius or a fool. Yeah, but this looked like genius. This does look amazing. Every single time the guy's got Ace King, King Jack, which decides to get a little crazy. It's not completely impossible. Flushes full houses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, he looks pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and going back to what I was saying on the turn, he really must know Dennis's preflop range. Or else this is this is ridiculous. But like, how insane is it to snap call forty k with a hand that beats zero value? Like that's pretty insane. But yeah. he knows he must know about the click war thing with Dennis. That Dennis is the kind of guy who's gonna whir when Oscar clicks. Right. 
I mean, he's, he's brought something alive in Dennis that Oscar is aware of and Dennis can't help from doing. It's and hard to resist. It's hard. I to get resist. it. Yeah. And, and Oscar's like, yeah, now that the queen is here, this hand is too good based on the line that I've taken to ever consider folding. Right. Because you have too many bluffs. Right. You're bluff heavy, buddy. What I would like to have seen, not that I didn't enjoy what I saw, which was great, is what, what, what happens if the river is a nine or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a super wet card, but it is not a queen or an ace. Yeah. Does Oscar still do the tiny bet? Does he still snap call if Dennis raises? Here's what I'm going to say. It shouldn't matter. If he does, if he does the mm-hmm. tiny bet and gets raised to 40K, it is all the same. He's there's getting little, the same value. But there's a little bit of pocket sixes and stuff like that in Dennis's range. Okay. Pocket sixes might just call 1100 though. Yeah, they might. They, might, they be like, might be like, it can't be good enough when he bets 1100. It's true. They may decide it's not good enough because they, because he called the race, but they may also think this guy just has the ace of clubs and doesn't know what to do. Although what ace clubs does he have? Ace, ace Jack is the best ace of clubs he can have. And if, and if it played out that like that, be. by the way, the nine on the river and Dennis does have sixes and Oscar snap calls with ace queen working. He's sitting here killing Oscar. I know for sure. I don't know if we're killing him or not. Cause we'll say like he did the same thing he did on the turn and he was right on the turn. You know, yeah. he got, he got really unlucky. He wasn't right. Oh no, he turn. wasn't right on the turn. No. Right, he induced. Yeah, but the problem is he can't even beat all the bluffs. Right. right. The thing that's kind of brilliant about this, from from Oscar's point of view, is Oscar is basically getting this guy to just make half pot bets on turn and river pets. He's really happy to be putting money in based on the value of his hand. I don't as know. It turns out. I mean, but he doesn't know he's going to be putting in half pot bets, does he? I know. The, well, maybe he knows enough about this guy's sizing to know that Dennis maybe. actually is going to do about. But these are bets like. If it went check call, check call, check call, not that he would check call the turn. He can't really do it. But let's say it went check, check on the flop. He bets the turn. Oscar bets half pot on the turn and gets called. Yeah. The river comes to queen. He checks. Dennis bets half pot. Oscar's going to call most of the, a lot of the time because he beats Miss Dross. He's not always going to call, but he's going to call a lot, right? Because he beats a lot of stuff. <clears throat> so in his point, of, from his point of view, it actually is like, Kind of a normal hand besides all the pre-flop stuff and what everyone actually has and all the inducing and all that. Yeah. But it's but instead of it just going that way, he gets to induce again. He gets to make the bluffs be so much bigger and wider than they normally would be here, I think. Like if, if Oscar bets half pot on the turn, he's gonna fold out most of the bluffs. Instead, this other amazing thing happens where every bluff raise, every buff puts in that much money against him. Yeah. It's amazing, it's- but but you're right. Pocket sixes is a bit of an issue. Yeah, I don't think this is a, st- a strategy that you can use all the time every day, but it yeah. certainly worked in this hand and it looked really cool. Maybe he's seen Dennis actually not do this with showdownable hands in this spot. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he knows Dennis is going to take the 76 to one and call. Maybe. But the, if that's true, that makes it better, too. It does. It I mean, does. 76 to one is pretty good. I've never heard of this Oscar by, guy before. No. I've seen a hand with him before, so I'm going to need more evidence before we declare him poker's greatest genius. But okay, but I don't think we should call him poker's greatest idiot no. that, who fell into something either. No, I, I agree. I think it's more likely that he is very good. Yeah. That's the most likely thing. I, I mean, I love how both players play this hand post-flop. Yeah. Pre-flop, super down on the three-deuce stuff. Yeah. But post-flop, I think both these players played like expert-level poker here, and it was just like... a. As as much of a leveling war as we've really seen in a long time, yep. and uh, Oscar just came out on top. Someone has to. And, Oscar uh, did. and I'm a little disappointed that more of you didn't suggest it. I'm I'm disappointed in you. I'm not mad. Disappointed. It's worse to be disappointed. Uh, that's that's yeah. It's a classic, you know. Yeah. To say that, and and you're supposed to like get a little wry smile out of somebody when you say that because it's yeah. so funny. It's oh yeah. I I 
I do that to, to adults sometimes, and I do it not as a joke, and it fucking works. To, they, to be like just disappointed it's in It's devastating to How, say that. Give I'm an example. Okay. So, fine. So this is a while ago now. but So I wrote a book uh, many years ago about autism. And because uh, I wasn't, believe it or not, an autism expert, for those of you who don't know. And uh, so I used to work at an autism treatment center. I wrote this book. I no longer worked at the autism treatment center when the book was... Uh, was like finished. I sent it to the CEO of the treatment center to read just to get his opinion on it. And he was, uh, he was put off by the book and claimed that I was stealing their techniques and not giving them enough of credit, which by the way was not true. Um, it was also, I said, it's a first draft. So like, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that needs to get changed. Like, but just like, I just want to know your overall thoughts, but he basically acted like it was getting published. It was really weird. I had been going to his home for Thanksgiving for seven years straight, and him and his wife called me and disinvited me from th- to Thanksgiving. Wow. This is true. Dark. On that call, as they're disinviting me, they said, they said, how do you feel about this? And I said, I feel really disappointed <laughs> because like, I, I don't understand this at all. Like, I, I voluntarily sent you a manuscript that I said was a first draft, and now you're acting like I'm betraying you. I don't see how in the world it's not published. What are you talking about? This seems crazy to me. I'm really disappointed this is your reaction. They, the, the phone call ended. Two days later, they called me up and re-invited me to Thanksgiving. Powerful stuff. But you didn't go, of course. I did go. No, you shouldn't have gone. You got to power play that. No go. <laughs> I went. I went. Was it lovely? It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we're done now. <laughs> Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make